You're listening to Hey guys, welcome back to First of All, a real unfiltered conversation on career, family, relationships, and all things modern culture. I'm your host, Mindy Chang, and thanks so much for tuning in for this week's episode. This week's second episode, guys! Yay! I did it! I don't know why I'm so excited about that. It's a crazy time. So the small things, the little things, they mean a lot, right? It's all about the little wins. Yay. Anyway, I hope that you're staying safe and healthy and sane, clearly, during these uh, crazy times. And if you guys don't know what crazy times I'm referring to, we are still in the middle of the coronavirus COVID-19 pandemic situation. So we're in this altered state of reality and trying to normalize Um and and stay well. So, yeah, it's uh, it's challenging for a lot of people. But again, I really hope that you're doing everything you can to social distance and wash your hands properly and meditate and hydrate and take your vitamins, keep your immune system strong, exercise and stay connected with people you love and manage your stress, all the things. I really hope you're doing everything and anything you can to stay well and take care of yourselves um, and practice that self-care because Taking care of yourself is how we can take care of everybody else. And it is of the utmost importance right now. So please do all the things to be well. I'm sending you lots and lots of love. Speaking of love, I want to do a shout out to all the frontline workers right now, to all the healthcare providers that are literally putting their lives on the line, separating from their families and dealing with ridiculous hours not just hours, but just the sheer mental, physical, emotional exhaustion of caring for all these sick people and dying people. And I don't know, man, I don't know how this is. This is just like a whole different level of mental fortitude that I think they're they're having to do. These are the heroes. These are <laughs> these are our warriors. So I'm sending out so much love and so much light and so much appreciation to all of these people who are caring for humanity right now so we got to do everything that we can everyone who is healthy asymptomatic to just keep this virus at bay and practice that social distancing and just stay home do the shelter in place there's some places even in this country that are not complying or feeling like it's necessary and i have lots of thoughts and words and feelings about that aka that it's ridiculous and irresponsible Um, but as much as you can understand that you doing the right thing by staying away from others and sacrificing the luxury of socializing or being around another person just because you're lonely everyone's lonely bro okay everybody has to deal with it but this is the way that we can really take care of each other and prevent spreading this virus and it is a real threat and if you didn't catch my drift in the last episode of kind of just my reflections on it I I was feeling under the weather after traveling and stuff, and I felt at one point that I was kind of like 50% sick and wondering if I had, I don't know about COVID, but like the flu and feeling really terrible. Anybody who's had this idea that like, oh, if I get corona, I get corona, it is terrible, okay? Being sick is terrible. Lest you forget, it is not worth risking other people's safety because none of, nobody out there asked for that. That is you like literally sacrificing other people's health it's not even just your own but on top of that you don't want to be sick I was like 50% sick and I was miserable and not being able to get up out of bed and not feeling I had enough to like make myself a meal 
if you're alone, like that's terrible. And now again, you might expose other people. I could go on about this for days. But just a reminder, you don't want to be sick. It's about other people, but it's also about you. And there's a lot of people that are going to the ICU. They can't breathe. They can't, they feel weak. They think that they're on the brink of death, even if they don't die, right? Even if you're young and healthy, which by the way, there's a lot of young and healthy people who have been getting sick regardless. You don't want that, okay? You don't want to deal with it. Even if it's for the seven to 10, whatever days of feeling completely miserable and like you can't breathe, you don't want that. So just do the right thing. Sacrifice some of your time and your luxury and your, you know, sacrifice your social comfort. Deal with being lonely. I'm here for you. A lot of other podcasters, YouTubers, we're all here for you. Netflix is there for you. Your friends are there for you via Zoom. Just deal with it and do the right thing and, uh, Stay at home. Keep your butt at home. Okay? Um, anyway, shout out and <laughs> me yelling at you. Uh, I'm really excited for this episode because I got to sit down virtually with my friend Wes Chan. And if you guys don't know who Wes is, he is a filmmaker. He's an amazing creative. And he's one of the founders of Wong Fu Productions. And uh, Wong Fu Productions is a YouTube channel. But they've also you know, made feature films and vlogs and other content merch lines. And um, they've been a really amazing voice for the Asian American community. They've created content that has influenced millions, uh, I don't know millions, but like generations of Asian young Asian Americans with uh, their skits and their sketches and um, the Asian Bachelorette. That was a great one, though. I think that's my favorite. Uh, and Wes is just like one of the most thoughtful people that I know. He's a great friend who I've gotten to know. So it was really great to talk to him about how he's coping and staying connected with others and with himself during this entire time. So I hope that you guys enjoy this episode. And before you know, I introduce it, uh, just want to do a disclaimer that we recorded this actually a week ago. So uh, in the regular world, a week is not that much time and not that much room for things to drastically change. But in this time, a week is basically equivalent to like, what, six months now? Because I swear every day feels like a week or a month or something because there's so many different things that keep changing um, drastically and have such an altered state of mind. So um, if there are things that we talk about in this episode that seem grossly outdated and irrelevant, if you're listening to this when we publish it, it's because it probably is. So just keep that in mind and uh, forgive that. But I still hope that you get something encouraging and insightful and um uplifting out of our conversation and that you enjoy it and if you do enjoy it, please share it with a friend that may need you know another place to put their weary head right now um and one more thing before we go into the episode is that i really quickly i don't know how quickly but i want to plug the 2020 census so if you guys don't know uh the census is literally uh it's a it's a data collection that happens every 10 years. And this is where y'all need, if you're a U.S. citizen, if you're in the U.S., you need to be counted. And I know a lot of my uh, listeners are Asian Americans. And I know that Asian Americans, just statistically speaking, are the absolute worst when it comes to anything civic engagement and political. But this is a very, very important time to be counted, especially for the fact that this happens once every 10 years. Um, because it is literally just counting every person that's living in the United States and the U.S. territories um, because we need to figure out 
how to distribute resources. Okay, this is incredibly important, and this is how、um, six six hundred seventy five billion dollars in federal funds will be distributed to communi- communities across the country. And、these are vital programs like housing and education and transportation and employment and healthcare and public policies. I don't know if any of those things are particularly relevant.、Um, we're in the middle of a pandemic. It is clear right now how freaking important that is. And、um, those who do not participate in the census are not counted. And that is a gross miscalculation of where these funds and resources are going to go to. So if y'all are thinking about the next ten years and how much things are going to change and what our parents and what our lives and our future children's lives will be looking like, you want to make sure to fill out the census. Take a few minutes. Go to twenty twenty census dot gov. You can do this online. You can do it by mail, and you can do it by phone. It is not difficult, but it is incredibly important. So please take the time to do this.、Um, make your voice count. And I'm speaking specifically, <laughs> earnestly to the Asian Americans because the numbers don't lie. We are the absolute worst at making our voices heard in any sort of civic or political way. And if y'all haven't noticed, it's incredibly important that we do. We need to make our matters and our voices and our identities and our issues count. So be counted. Go to 2020census.gov and fill out the U.S. Census. Okay, please. This is me requesting slash demanding that you do. Okay, thank you for listening to this very long intro. And、uh, without further ado, here is my episode on coping and connecting with West Chan. Enjoy and wash your hands. Hey. Neon, neon. Hi, Wes. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good.、Uh, it's a very interesting time. <laughs> um, thanks for ha- having me on your on your podcast. Thank you for taking the time out of all of our <laughs> empty schedules. No, I I still figure. I, I don't know. I don't ever underestimate how busy one could be. Um, so I just appreciate you taking the time. So it's good to talk to you. Yeah, it's um, it's I have time. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm at home. Is this the first、um, like podcast you're addressing、uh, the quarantine? Actually, it's not.、Um, it was interesting. One that I I had a podcast episode that I was going to discuss being alone, like in terms of my. Discoveries, becoming single, and like becoming an independent woman again, and all that.、Um, mm. But it, it <laughs> that episode coincided with like the beginning of all this madness, so it ended up being like my take on what was happening. It was just when everything was kind of like picking up steam, I guess, but also my coping mechanisms of like how to be alone and realizations that I was having. Having so.、Yeah. That was my that was my、uh, COVID nineteen intro, and then I I've been I have another episode where I talk a bit about all of the racist garbage that's been happening. Oh man!、Um, so yeah, this is technically number three. Okay, <laughs> well, forgive me for not being up to date on on it.、Um, You're totally fine. <laughs> but yeah, it is interesting because、uh, yeah, especially dealing with your personal stuff and then like nature and society kind of shoving this in your face. I'm sure it's, it's like, it's hard not to、um, project or like you know the like God or the universe is trying to tell us something you know. Oh, one hundred percent. Like I'm a very like you've gotten to know me more and more you know over the last 
few years, but yeah. I'm like exceptionally woo woo. And I feel like this is only deepened that like spiritual side of me. Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of the day, I'm, I'm very much in belief that this is a very big wake up call for everybody. So, for sure. and, and the optimist in me is like, I think it's for the best, even though it's awful in so many ways, I think it is something that's going to make us better. I, I agree. And I, I think a lot of people probably see that and feel that, but they don't want to openly admit it because obviously there are people that are hurting a lot and, and at a loss in so many ways. Right. So we want to be respectful, respectful, but as a human race, um, I, I think I can openly say that this is like short of a catastrophe, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of like the best thing nature could do. It's like, Yes, there is loss, and I'm not I'm not trying to undermine that at all. Right. But it's, it's like it's 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 nature saying pause, just like just pause for a second. Um, it's not like it's not like a mass shooting. It's it's not like a you know someone that's like unstable. It's something that um, we're tracking, and um, for the most part, um, we're just uh, we're just told to be on pause, and I think. Um, in a lot of ways, it, this is a very kind disaster. Um, yeah, but I also feel bad about saying that too. But I think people know what I what I mean by that. I, I get what you mean. Yeah, I, and we all. I think your delivery was very thoughtful. So I I don't doubt that people get. You're not making light of you know the seriousness of the situation, but in terms of like the way things that could be going really really wrong, um, this is. I think this is a. a you know, yeah, again, I feel like I'm, I don't mean it, but it's a softer blow um, to us. And I feel like this, this situation is just so interesting because it's a mix of this isolation and this quarantine to, you know, like looking out for others while also having to now really look after yourself, right? Yeah. It's this duality of like, I need to do right by the world by being alone and yeah, <laughs> figuring out how to just be, right? It's so crazy that, um, yeah, it's it's literally telling us to like, hey, think think about, like take a second to think about your life and what it's been up to now because um, because we're going to, or we or nature or God is going to force you to um, to isolate so that you can kind of reflect. And no other time has... People usually do that on their own, you know, if, if you're kind of in touch with that side of yourself. But right. n- never in human, I don't know, like history has has nature like decided that um, all at once this should happen. Right. I feel like we're being put on a very mass timeout. Yeah. Like, yeah. Everyone sit down. <laughs> Be yeah. quiet. And it's interesting timing, too, because you and I are talking, you know, it's at least in L.A., you know, we're in Southern California, but it's been just over like the two week mark. I think that things have really ramped up here. I mean, less than two weeks in terms of us being on official lockdown or, right. you know, and we're not even officially on lockdown. It's just stay in place. Right. Stay at yeah. home order. So even now, I feel like it's a different energy. Like, you and I are just reflecting on how every day feels like its own lifetime in its own mm-hmm. week like time is so weird right now I have it's only been yeah to me I'm like it's only been two weeks since like I got back from traveling and I getting acclimated to LA and this but it feels like it's been multiple lifetimes yeah like, it, like time kind of sh- like the the acceleration it kind of shifts between 
fast and slow, I think. Yeah. Um, like in the beginning, I think uh, a lot of people felt like it was like a 14 day thing in the beginning. And it was like, what am I going to do for two weeks? Oh my God, that's so long. Like all this work that I have to do, I can't make it through. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways though, I don't know if it's just me, but I'm at this point right now, I, I kind of feel like, whoa, it's, it's already been, it's been two weeks suddenly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I think, um, I was talking to some friends and I think it's because people just want to find like a, people need a structure and a routine. Mm-hmm. And we, at the start of anything, it's like when you go on a, on a road trip, right? It feels so long because you don't know what, you don't know when you're going to get there. It feels, you don't know what to expect. Right. You, don't know, you don't know how to quantify your days and your time in a way that you're used to. So it just feels like this, just massive, like of, of time that you don't know how to occupy. But exactly. as the days go by, you learn how to um, either cope with it or or just kind of sit around. But either way, you learn what it feels like to live that time in in this new situation. And once that control uh, and that that new order has been made, then you start to live it. And then it's like you can quantify that time, and suddenly um, that time has passed. And then it, it's like once you find that new language to to measure a day, mm-hmm. um, it passes faster. One hundred percent. I was actually reflecting to a friend that I felt like my adjusting period is very different than a lot of my friends who work a standard nine to five job, (laughs) because clearly for you and me, we're creative people. And so we're, we're working on projects. We're working on multiple projects at once. Sometimes there's like a big span of time in between activity or events or like outings. And so everything, I think, and I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like in our general industry, there's a lot more uh, instability and mm-hmm. open space and less structured everything, um, that it's not as big of a jolt to our system to now adapt to this, this reality. Whereas to everybody else, it really is like a very huge, uh, jolting, yeah. like halting stop. Right. And so for I, them, I, I want to be compassionate to that because I'm more or less used to it. You know what I mean? I, n- I never really thought about it. Um, that or I never. I never understood it in that sense, but you're totally right. Um, I, I always thought it was maybe my my personal uh, kind of style and behavior of, mm-hmm. of this not being too much of a, a jarring experience or change. But I think you're right; it's the industry too, because things are constantly changing, and we're 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 used to managing our expectations. That you know, if if you're not working on this thing, then work on the other thing. Uh, right, you know? the hustle. And, yeah, and. Um, that's totally right. I think that's um, that plays a, a lot into maybe how c- creatives or people in LA might um, might feel like the adapting to this comes a little easier. Yeah, but you're totally right. I think um, a lot of my friends that aren't in creative um, are definitely you know at a loss because they don't have the the structure that they usually um, are used to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. on top of the fact that like just the general financial uncertainty, which Again, I, I feel like I've been used to, but now feels everything in general feels so much heavier and more. And for a lot of people, just scary because you I mean, I'm very lucky. I'm still single <laughs> and mm-hmm. handling my business. But to anybody who's like a parent or yeah. caring for their parents or, you know, I'm pretty fortunate in that. And it's really like amongst all the different things that we're saying are 
are in our face now in terms of having to be acknowledged and appreciated. Definitely feel that really, really intensely where my heart really does go out to everybody who that financial impact and that uncertainty does take an even bigger toll on. Like I feel I could still live off credit cards, you know what I mean? Mm. For a little bit. And yeah, I'll get more in debt. And that's another topic, but, um, but I'll be okay. You know what I mean? And like for other people, I mean, it's just like, it's such a crazy time. So it's, it's, um, like nature universe's way of like the timeout is really working where it's Mm -hmm. like timeout and think about what you've done. Yeah. Um, but in, you know, I think people, you know, decent people like us, like, um, you know, that are fortunate enough, I think automatically we think, yes, we're fortunate, but we know that there are people that aren't. And, um, and it, it really does make, it does make you value every single bit of uh, of life that mm-hmm. that was very not taken for granted, but like like the I don't know. It's, it sounds so corny, but like simple things, I guess. Yeah, you know, and uh, I'm all about that. I'm very like I've and. I I actually still have yet to learn so much more about like everything that you've been through us. Like I've gotten to know you and seen like you through the Wang Fu lens. So I have a a general sense of like the kinds of projects you've worked on and the people and like, you know, our overlapping group of friends. Mm -hmm. But I do know that, you know, we we can get normalized to things really quickly. And so it it really does shape the way that we value things. And what value things have the intangibles versus like, you know, for some people it's talking and hanging out with celebrities is such a big deal. And, And in certain ways, like I feel like our world has allowed me to meet a lot of people that I admire and it doesn't have that same, same like endorphin or serotonin push kick for me. Um, so it's things like that. I mean, I'm constantly reevaluating those things, but this one's definitely like the biggest kick in the butt in that regard, for sure, about what are the small, intangible, precious things that I cannot, and I really do not want to take for granted walking out of this. I mean, who knows when that's even going to be, but what are some things that you've noticed, I guess, um, specific to this, to these circumstances that you're like, wow, like, um, I, I feel like you're, you know yourself pretty well and you're always trying to learn more about yourself. Mm-hmm. So in, in this situation, is there anything like that you've um, realized? Such a great question. Um, and I'm going to ask this right back at you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm actually surprised at how much I've liked being alone. Um, mm. And it's been a really emotionally difficult time for me the last few months, even prior to any of this happening. So it, um, it actually gave me a lot of space to appreciate space. I don't know how else to put that. Like that makes perfect sense. Cause I'm all, you know, I like that about myself that I I'm out there and I've been eternally extroverted, but I'm becoming a lot more introverted and just appreciating this version of myself that I have changed a lot and that um, I am really self-sufficient and that I do appreciate quiet and that I can handle quiet better than I thought. Um, because that's a really weird thing to like look at yourself in one version, like, oh, I'm I'm hella loud and I'm extroverted and I'm always doing things and da-da-da-da-da. And then really in this completely different environment, in this completely different version of life, I'm like, I'm actually really enjoying this and yeah. Okay. Um, has been really good for me, I think, to see I have changed a lot and that's good and I'm happy with that. And 
I'm also kind of just more open to be like, I'm going to keep changing. Like, who knows if I went from being that to this, like, who knows where the road will go? (laughs) (laughs) It's a weird thing. I've heard similar from other, um, I guess, more extroverted people Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, maybe it's a, it might be an age thing too. Um, As as you get older, you you do, you are more comfortable being by yourself. Um, Yeah. But I think, I think it's great that you've, in in some ways, because you've been forced to be alone, you learn to appreciate it and what and things that generally you wouldn't have on your own. I mean, that's always a good thing, right? Right. I mean, um, you take away the distractions, like you really don't have anything else. What else are you going to do, right? Yeah, I mean, that's why yeah. a lot of people have been throwing themselves in. I'm not judging at all. It's like people throw themselves into the next Netflix rabbit hole, right? Like just watching yeah. tons and tons yeah. of content. Um because they, that's their coping mechanism. And again, like I was saying, we're at the, this two week mark kind of, well, two more or less weeks, um, into this and seeing like the dust has kind of settled, right? So I feel like it's going to continue evolving in terms of how we deal with it. Yeah. And what phases we're going to go through. So yeah, I'm curious, like how you, what you've been learning and you, you were saying that you, you feel a lot more comfortable. That's more of like your natural state of being. So it yeah. hasn't been as crazy. Um, I guess I, I I I I'm not that open about like how normal this feels to me, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because that uh, like I said, because this has been a very kind disaster. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that we have technology, uh, food is still around, electricity is around, water, running water, we yeah. can go out and work out by ourselves. Like these are things that. I do normally and uh-huh. uh, <laughs> so my normal way of life um, hasn't been too disrupted. Um, it's more about um, obviously with Wong Fu, like trying to pivot and adapt, which we've done for 15 years now. Right. Um, to, <laughs> 15 years. To figure out like the best way to to talk to our audience and also stay afloat. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it at all it's easy, but um in terms of like a mental shift, it hasn't been that big because, um, like you said, because of our industry, we've, we've been trained to be quick on our feet. Yeah. Um, but when people ask how I am, I honestly, the first feeling I have is I, I, I can't complain. I, I really can't. Um, and I don't want to, um, things are, things are, I'm very, very fortunate. And, um, like, that's why like, I, I don't really have any negatives. Um, the main thing is like my worry for my parents and my friends and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but uh, in terms of what I've learned, uh, I had something I was going to say. Um, Whenever you think of it, you can totally pop in and say it. And, okay. I, you know, it's, I think it's really funny because I talked with another friend who they didn't say it outright, but I kind of got the vibe that they they felt really guilty that they weren't having a worse time with this. Yeah. And it was really interesting because I, I understood and I also wanted to reassure her, like, I don't it's good that you are aware that you are in a fortunate place. I think that's really the most important thing. And you don't need to like become stressed to then kind of be part of the collective right. stress. Yeah, yeah. And I heard this analogy one time that really 
Like, honestly, I, I can't unthink it now that I heard it. It was just, you can't get sick enough to help a sick person. You know, you don't, yeah. you don't, the sick person doesn't benefit from you being sick with them. They benefit from you being healthy and being able to be a helping hand. Right. Like, right, right. and so, um, that was a really interesting conversation to have. And, um, I think there's a lot of different ways people might be approaching this and feeling some level of, you know, guilt. Like I was talking with yeah. another friend, like I'm still able to do voice work. Mind you, there's challenges now, like you're saying about Wong Fu, my voiceover stuff, like I have been adapting to working from home for the last two years. Right. And mm-hmm. it is way more competitive now. There's like everyone in their mom wants to be a voiceover actor. <laughs> um, so the competition's gone up, the the budgets are way lower, but I can still work technically, right? And so yeah. even though that might be a cha- more challenging situation, I'm still really, really lucky to be able to make any money in this yeah. in this time, right? And my other friend was, he's working from home. And so he's like, yeah, I feel really bad. And I'm like, no, you need to, if you can sustain yourself, like, and you can work from home, that's great. So I think there's just a lot of mixed feelings about like yeah. what we feel grateful for and what we feel bad about it's it's a mm-hmm. there's a lot of like i mean the other thing is okay i remember what i was gonna say I have a few mm-hmm. things <laughs> but um because everyone is at home mm-hmm. um everyone is suddenly online i mean they're all everyone is online at the same time right yeah and um there's so much chatter and noise and conversations what you should do what what you know support this support that um don't do this and you know like so many instructions that it is very over- overwhelming and and I think it's kind of like when you have a friend that's mad, like when your best friend's mad, they want you to be mad with them mo- most of the time. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and um, it, I feel like it's kind of like that when when people are, are you know, people are hurting, um, y- you want to be there and, and kind of, uh, I guess it's a form of empathy of like showing that you, you're there with them and, and it's, it's, it's hurting you too. Yeah. But the fact is, because of uh, our communities and how this virus is is being treated it's affecting people differently in so many different ways right so obviously we're not going to have the exact same shared experience but we want to empathize and i think that's why people feel a little guilty if they don't if they haven't lost as much as someone else and no one wants to admit that right it's it's not like this isn't a a um like a game where to see who can lose the most, you know? Exactly. Um, so I think, I think you're right. Like a lot of people are feeling that and they don't know how to voice it. Um, and I think the way it comes out is, uh, just paying it forward. Um, if you're not hurting so much, then maybe you can help in another way. For sure. And I think, uh, at the beginning of this, um, my question to you was, uh, how, what, what have you learned about yourself? And Mm -hmm. I think for me, um, I don't really get too vocal or passionate about things like at least like vocally, like I don't, I don't get angry that easily. Um, but right at the beginning um, when Trump did that tweet about the Chinese virus, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you saw my, my Instagram story. I didn't. I think I've been actually my, one of my coping mechanisms in dealing with all this is actually to limit my social media that's, consumption. So yeah, I did not see it. What, that's what good. happened? That's good. Um, social media distancing is, is something that's real. <laughs> I just got a, oh, wait, you just get an alert on your phone. Huh? Did you just get an alert on your phone? A public safety alert? Yeah, I got the public safety alert. Wow. It's official. It's official. Um, for the record, there was a public safety alert saying stay home this weekend. 
Um, everything is closed because last weekend everyone went out, right? Yeah, everyone's was, crowning the beaches. It's insane. Yeah. Um, what was that? What was I saying? Oh, um, yeah. Social media distancing. Social media distancing is a is a thing that should be real too, just because there's so much noise. Um, but uh, in the beginning, when Trump did the when Trump called it a Chinese virus, I I literally like blew up and custom out and wrote this like letter on on instagram and um it was very 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 angry and and said things that i don't usually say but i didn't take any of it back i totally um i i could read it later if you want i i'm actually really i'm like i want to get on my phone i'm like i want to find it you want to find it i mean yeah if you want if you want to share it i i or send it to me i you want me to read it now? Because it's a podcast, right? So Yeah, be- go for it. Please do. All right, let's do this. Let me find this thing. <laughs> okay, while you're finding it, I just want to note that I am like the polar opposite of you. And a lot of people know that because I, I get outspoken about a lot of things. And I'm generally, I mean, a happy person. I have a lot of joy in my life, but I, I have the angry Korean girl in me. Yeah. Um, so it's just so interesting when I'm around people who have it together and who <laughs> are able to remain calm. Um, and that's something I always notice about you, Wes. And I, I feel like it is very calming to be around. So I commend <laughs> you for that. I think it, it shows a lot of, I mean, it's your personality and it's your character to be able to like stay cool. Um, well, I think, I think it's, it's a threshold thing. You know, we, we all have our, our different thresholds. It's not about yeah. being cool. It's just our, our, our ceilings are different. Right. And very for true. me, uh, I, it's it's a it's a a advantage, but also a, a fault. I, I don't like always having, or I don't. Sometimes I can justify the other side too well, and then kind of everything oh. becomes like null because I can see the other side. But you could argue that's a good thing. Um, yeah. But sometimes you need to you need to stand up for something, right? So, right, right. It's very dip dip. What's over diplomatic? Right you, right, you can you can have such diplomacy, which is really really admirable, but it's also like, well, what's your point of view? Like, exactly. what is your stance? Yeah, yeah I get what and you're saying. So, like, w- with this tweet that he wrote, um, it it, it did tip me over. And mm-hmm. the thing is, I actually i've I've kind of forsaken Twitter. I don't really go on there. It's 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 very hostile and oh, it's a dumpster fire. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually heard from from Phil. Um, he he's like, oh, great, like Trump called it a Chinese virus. And um, so he said the United States will powerfully uh, will be powerfully supporting those industries like airlines and others that are particularly affected by the Chinese virus. We'll be stronger than ever before. And this is the first time he he outright called it that mm-hmm. um, before this. Uh, he was, you know, more or less proper. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is him like really assigning a blame and a fault on an eth- ethnic group, which is um, obviously wrong but i don't think he or a lot of people didn't understand the implications of it right of what it could do to the chinese americans and asian americans here mm-hmm. and that's a, that's something that i just got really frustrated about like obviously our entire community did but no one was thinking like one step ahead about like what this could mean for the americans that are asian you know like they're americans right. you know and it, it feels like it feels like um the japanese american internment camps all over again yep um, you know, and, and you would think we made progress since then, but you see something <laughs> like this. So I just, when I saw that, I, I, I screen capped it and then I just wrote, fuck you, Trump, like in huge letters on my Instagram. And I don't swear. I don't cuss. It's not part of 
I don't judge people that do. I actually like, I think it's great. And I think it's a great texture to, to have in your language. Mm-hmm. But I, you know me, I don't normally. I but, don't think I've ever heard you curse until now. <laughs> I think that's a lot of people. That was the response. Yeah. Um, but I kind of, I don't bottle up my emotions, but I do save them so that when I do, you, you know that it means something. And I think uh, that's my way of like, it's like that, that that ammunition is going to hit harder um, because I don't use it that much. Right, right. Um, so then I wrote this, after that, uh, I wrote this letter. Um, I said, uh, hey, Trump, you had a choice to address the crisis with familiar scientific terminology, coronavirus, COVID-19. These are names that the world has known for months. You had a choice. Yet you made a choice to label it to an ethnic group. And subsequently, you continue to promote racist action and discrimination at a time when Asian Americans have already suffered since the onset of the crisis. As an American, you need to recognize your own. As a president, you need to lead by example. As a human, well, to be honest, you're a waste of life. Even the shadow of your undeserved existence is infinitely disgusting. I hate that I'm even spending any amount of my energy to describe how little I respect you. I understand that you tested negative for COVID-19, or what you call the Chinese virus. Is that right? Well, I also understand that nature can be beautifully unpredictable and ironic. Let's just say that I'd love for her to demonstrate some of that irony now. And if that's the last thing you experience in your sad, sad life, then you should be thankful, honored, and humbled. Fuck you, Trump. Wow. (laughs) So... I need that, to have a microphone so we can drop it. I can't <laughs> I mean, I, I that was biting and eloquent. Like thank that's you. that's that is a mic drop moment because you know there's there's tons of four letter words that you can just throw out and it will convey anger, you know, but not in the same way. So well done, you for. I mean, it's another example of like the power of words. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, it, it it took the whole night to kind of like express it. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way that um, I'm, I'm saying like I had some very negative thoughts there and you know that surprised me in, in, in these moments of like isolation I'm like wow my mind um, what I'm saying in that is pretty dark um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm actually wishing harm on someone else uh, yeah and I'm, I'm honest about that and I know that's not something that I usually ever consider but I'm also not going to shy away from like me thinking that like I said it and I felt it. So there it is. It's, it's a really, I had this whole debate with my brother uh, who's a lawyer. So those get colorful. Mm. Um, But I basically echoed the same sentiments of like, I think it would be poetic justice if he caught Corona and like, you know, yeah. Happened to be extinguished. Like, and I, I don't know. I've just had four years of, four years i didn't like the guy before this right yeah exactly just the the damage that he's done and the threat that he continues to pose to like a global community not just our country which in and of itself is like hundreds of millions of people but the sheer irresponsibility of what he puts out in the universe i didn't feel like i was being like an evil terrible person like saying that and my brother being like the good man that he is (laughs) you know he's like well minji i don't want you to like feel that or think that i would be that i was like nah i'm i'm I do a lot of good things in the world. <laughs> like yeah. I, I stand up for my character, but in this moment, I don't feel I don't feel bad. And he's yeah, like, no. I, I, 
it's tough and it's like it's tough to grapple with those emotions when you know that they don't come uh naturally to you right and, and i think a lot of people might be really conflicted yeah um but for me it, it goes back to like i know i'm not usually like that and i know if i felt this way it's real and i'm not going to shy away from that you know right um, it's it's a dangerous thing just like because people can justify their own actions and this is where i do feel very conflicted i'm putting this out there i felt like i was being very honest and i wasn't you know i felt justified and righteous in my anger but in the the self-aware part of me is like well this is how a lot of other hateful people also justify their behavior yeah. and their words so it it did send me into you know a long deep introspective because i have i have time you know uh right, right, to right. think about that and i'm still unpacking it but yeah that was my general attitude i mean i i, I basically am just validating the fact that where you're coming from and the way that you felt in, in terms of the honesty of what you felt and, and the conviction like that. Sometimes you just know like, Hey, I'm being emotional. And like, this is something that, you know, maybe in like five minutes or five hours, I'm not going to even feel or I'll regret. But those are things that I think, yeah, are, are sinking in and taking hold of us a little bit differently now. So I don't know, like, I'm, I feel like kind of a dick because I'm like applauding you for telling him like, but no, no, I, 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 yeah, I'm not going to shy away from how I felt, but I had the same thought of it being dangerous because mm-hmm. when, I, when I said that, I had some dark thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. It was like me once again seeing the other side, like you said, like yeah. this is this is how just bad things happen to good people too. Right, right. Y- you know, like they have the same conviction and passion and they feel it as strongly as I felt that thing that I wrote. And who am I to say that, it's undeserved. If you feel it that strong and they, and they kind of act on it. Um, and that's how, that's how tragedy happens. So I recognize that this is different for me, but at the same time, I think I, you and I have the self-control of not actually going out and, 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 and hurting, you know? Right. It's more like, we don't like this person. That's why I don't leave it up. Like I left it up to nature. If, if I'm not gonna like go do something, <laughs> I love how you put it. It was like <laughs> Mother Nature. Is so, it was so well put. It's like, should we embroider that on a pillow somewhere? Oh my God. It was. Great. I, I think it was the most. It was the most like in, in, uh, reacted and interacted story that I wrote. But I think people people knew people knew that this is like a big deal if I'm if I'm spending and, and saying stuff like this. So yes, for sure. And that goes to show again, it's it's really funny what people have been sharing about the whole social media personas that we have because they're it, we're just like in again, we're just being able to observe and spend more time thinking about things like this. But just witnessing what people are doing and how they're reacting in times of crisis. Yeah. That, you know, you'll have the friend that's the educator, like sharing every single yeah, yeah. resource. And then the, there's the one that's like the condemning person. Like, why aren't <laughs> you doing this? Like, why are you not doing this? Or are you washing your hands? Wait, and that's a great like, point. Is is there like a is there like a um, chart or something that kind of has all these roles? I bet you 100 percent that there is. I have not seen it yet, but I wouldn't be surprised at this point if some brilliantly talented artist... <laughs> Yeah, with time on their hands, like went ahead and made it because I think that, you know, it's just a really revealing time. Like when things get tough, it does show like the good, the bad, the ugly, everything in between, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I, I, 
personally, like, I think it was a very honest sentiment and it's something that has substance behind it. It's not just some random thing. I think, like, everything I was talking about in my previous episode about the danger of, of what he said and what it is doing and what, even prior to this, again, the way that he phrases many things has mm-hmm. empowered some very, some very unsavory, some very dangerous Yeah other people too not just this person you know that's why i hold him to a high accountability because he's the leader of the free world right now it's not a small thing like i literally look back i had to watch what i said when i was doing asb in high school you know what i'm saying yeah yeah i I think (laughs) i in a way like yes to hold him accountable for sure but as like as a as a normal you know everyday citizen like i'm i'm not gonna wait uh, for politics, I guess, mm-hmm, and and mm-hmm. and and I I even I even signed. So there was like, after he said that, obviously I wasn't the only one reacting. Our entire community, all our friends, reacted to it. Um, there were so many, there were so many campaigns and and hashtags already coming out. You know, in in a way, it was a little overwhelming too. Right. But it was just the same. Everyone was just up in arms because obviously that's the worst thing you could do to a community that like has suffered, like, like I said. So everyone just felt so strongly. Um, so there was even a petition to, for, to, for him to apologize. And yeah, I posted it, but it was less about, an, I don't, I could care less about the apology because he's, he's too far gone for, for any kind of, he's not going to undo anything to me. Right. Um, if anything, the, the, the petition was just to show that I was united uh, with with other people in in the stance, mm-hmm. um, and then like what it was like a week later, and then he did the out of nowhere, <laughs> he did a, a random uh, press bri- uh, press briefing um, saying you know to to support Asian Americans and not to hurt them and whatever whatever, and uh, some people were you know they 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 still condemned him but they're like thankful that he said that and. Um, I, I responded to that too on on Instagram. <laughs> How'd that one go? <laughs> um, it, it, I guess I should. I might as well pull it up. Um, but not to get into the, all the politics of it. But I was just saying, like, uh, you know, some people even called it an apology. But no, it what it was like. This is how history gets changed. Us labeling things and and being like cavalier about how, what things are called. Like he never once admitted accountability or mistake or anything. He just said, "Hey, we should." Uh, don't pick on Asian Americans. Uh, we need to support them. Right. It was it was just another statement he made on top of something else. It, it right. wasn't an apology at all. Right. Um, and I just don't like. I, I I hate if in 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 the books, you know, in history, it goes down as oh he apologized for it. It's like fuck no, he did not. And like <laughs> let's let's not give him that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, let's not get into the politics of it. I think um, going back to what you were saying earlier about how people are dealing with being in a crisis um and and certain people like yeah just in in netflix mode or like just scrolling scrolling mode and and looking at all the memes i mean there's Um, so much though you know what i mean and i feel this going back to even what we're saying earlier about like this uh this skewed perception of time yeah um and us trying to find some some level of normalcy in this most abnormal situation um it's going to it's going to yield some interesting results, you know what I mean? Right. So that's why I I wondered like okay, 
part of me wanted to put out more podcasts and like really like dive into my feelings and everybody else's feelings and like, let's just sit with this. But I'm kind of glad I didn't at this point because there were a lot of things that I, I, my tendency is to just like go really deep real quick. Um, for better or worse, that's who I am. And I've embraced that, but I was also kind of like intuitively feeling like, I think people need to just get settled. You know what I mean? I feel like it might not be the best time to start deep diving into the inner child traumas and stuff. Cause I think that'll naturally kind of unfold, but that was my, my default inclination. And I'm really glad I, I listened to my gut and was like, don't do it. I think that's, it's too much. No, that's, that's super important. I think, um, in this time, like I'm grateful that there's a lot of people that are are bored and Mm -hmm. I don't remember the last time I've been bored. Like even before this, there's too much to do, you know? And it's like, um, to, and I'm not saying I don't want to, I don't want to talk badly about the people that feel bored. I'm just saying like, for me, um, there's always something to do. And at the same time, like the other side of that is, I think there's this false hope that this time could be a great creative break or a great time to um, work on yourself in ways that you never have. And there's this expectation for that because people have time and they 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 not, aren't necessarily thinking about things that they usually have to. Mm-hmm. But it's dangerous to expect that too because our our society and everyone around us is in a place that's totally new. And mentally, you can't expect to be in the same creative mode that you usually are. And I don't think people should get discouraged about that because um, it's it's okay if you can't think of like that short story you wanted to write in this time because it's a crazy time. Right. And I want to whoever's listening and and is thinking that because I know I have I've wanted to use this time to be like super productive on, on certain things. And I I'm kind of holding myself back because I know that it might not be as easy as it sounds and um, it's okay for that. If if that's the case. For sure. For sure. And I, I appreciate that people are being more open about that perspective because I think there's kind of maybe because we're all sharing our aspirations and our, our coping mechanisms that there's this collective feeling of should of, Oh, I'm supposed to write the next great American novel and I'm supposed to (laughs) create the next parasite or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Um, I don't think that there's anything fundamentally wrong with like wanting to make the most of your time. I think that's great, but also we're creating indirectly creating a lot of pressure to, yes, exactly. To just like perform and like maybe, maybe that's Asian. That's, that's the Asian in us. <laughs> maybe I feel I feel like I've been hearing it from so many different people, but a lot of people in my universe are Asian Americans. Yeah, I, yeah. I cannot. My data pool is skewed. I don't know. Yeah, I can't but I, I um I saw my someone posted something from um, Bobby Hundreds. Um, it was it was I thought it was really well put because so many businesses um, there's so many messages right there's so many messages being relayed on social media now. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not, if you, even if you're trying to distance yourself, you're still hearing like, obviously the the health things that we should be doing, um, the city instructions, but also helping small businesses, but also donating uh, protective gear, but also like you know, there's every day there's something new that we should be doing, mm-hmm. and um, on the on the small business side, I I, I saw what Bobby Hundreds he he uh, he said, hey. It's in it's of course it's important to support the businesses because they need the most help right now. Um, 
but what's more important is you you take care of yourself first. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that need help, but it goes back to the safety briefing on a flight. You take care of yourself first before you you help the person next to you or your child because if you die, how are they going to get any help, right? You got to you got to help yourself so that you can be a help to others. Put your oxygen mask on first. Yeah, Secure your oxygen mask. And that is a very uh, repeated lesson. And it comes in so many different forms and so many different points (laughs) in life. And I actually talked about this pretty extensively with Christine Chen, of course, because we talked about um, burnout or feeling like there's so many different ways that you want to be of service, which is a very great thing. You know, there's nothing, no one's going to like crap on you for wanting to help, right? But it's also this oxymoron like you can't help others if you're completely (laughs) depleted and extinguished so i'm trying to my biggest goal right now is to in my own psyche like in my own brain and then really solidifying it inside of me then to externalize outwardly to other people is to replace the should with can or like you could do this you could support local businesses you could Mm -hmm. you know check in on your friends you could take time and like disconnect from every freaking buddy and just be by yourself. And so that for me, at least has been a way that I'm coping to in general, even before any of this hit to alleviate, alleviate that pressure that I, I feel. And I think it's really helped. And again, I was very, I felt like I was being prepared mentally (laughs) to get to this point, to be like alone and not feel overly pressured to do X, Y, Z, but just really look at it as like opportunity. Like, yeah. oh, I could talk to my mom more now because mm-hmm. her work, her she's still running her dry cleaners with my dad. And I, I worry about them because of that. But um, but now we have opportunity. Yeah. You don't have to look at everything as, yeah, there's this negative side to it. They're hurting for money. I don't know what we're going to do, like what it's going to look like in six months. But we could talk more and we yeah. could research like small business grants or like whatever. My mom freaking applied for the Facebook grant. And I was like. You don't even have Facebook. How did you, how did, what? Like, so impressed by her. Like, I'm discovering new parts of my mom and dad that I didn't, you know? So, like, there's a silver lining to a lot of things. There is. There is. Um, I think, and yeah, I think, I think we're, we're just trying to feel out all sides of it. I think, um, I, the, the, the challenges that, or the things that I'm realizing now are in, in, in me trying to pick and choose the messages that I want to, I want to um, support because um, mm-hmm. it's kind of it. It's kind of impossible not like to see these things. Like I, I do strongly agree with some, and I know that like I do know that there is a, like a, a handful of people that follow what I post or whatever. So it's like I, I kind of have a responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I even I get overwhelmed with with, with what I see. So I don't want to be that to people. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, like the the donating the gear stuff, I realized that, I, yeah, I put out the link, um, but for it to really register with people, like I need to do it myself, you know. So for sure, I I documented that uh, today and showed me collecting some gear that I have, uh, finding the local donation spot, and then going over, you know, showing everything to to show like. Hey, this is what it's going to be like. It's not that hard. Mm-hmm. Go do it. And I, I, I realized that that gave me a lot of fulfillment to not just share something that um, that I know is a good message, but mm-hmm. to to show people me doing it um, because I think 
that reaches in a in a far uh, deeper way. Uh, yeah. Obviously, um, yeah. I can't do that with everything, but you know, when I can, I will. Um, so that was nice. And, and the other thing is uh, a ch- uh, something that I didn't realize bothered me so much until now, and it was also related to Trump's tweet and stuff. And my letter that that very passionate thing that I read out to you, mm-hmm. like that went out to all my followers. But most of my followers follow me because they probably agree with most of my stances. Mm-hmm. They support what I do. They like, you know, whatever they're looking at. So it's like, I'm just preaching to the choir. And I was really frustrated and at a loss because I I wanted to talk to the people that don't agree with me. Mm. And me saying that, yes, it, it feels so good. And like, I get so many, so many likes or whatever, like people agreeing and like we're united. But it's like, it's just, it's going out to people that already agree. And then like, we're not making any changes. Right. So I was, I, w- I was like, I'm still, I'm still considering like asking people that might be, uh, might be maybe concerned or afraid of ad- admitting it, but maybe not fully understanding why it's wrong to call it a Chinese virus or, or basically whoever disagrees or doesn't understand why I'm so passionate about something. I want to talk to them directly and like calmly. I think I can be calm about it and like really put it in terms that they can understand so that. It's it's a direct, hey, let me let me help you understand because you don't versus versus me telling everyone that gets it. And hopefully that kind of somehow trickles down to people that that don't get it. And I feel like it's it's much slower and hope it's a very like optimistic way of thinking. It's important to empower people to know that, well, Wesley, that doesn't usually feel that way suddenly said this. So. Maybe if I feel strongly about something, I should say it. And I think that's important, of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, but I also wanted just to like reach out directly to people that don't agree or don't understand. Um, and that's something that like I I realized in this time that uh, I, I can I can make a bigger difference or a different difference um, in, in that. And so moving forward, if I'm just fi- I'm trying to figure out how to initiate that dialogue, but. Um, I mean, putting it on a podcast is one way to start welcome, yeah. inviting that conversation. And I, I'm, you know, we're in our thirties. Like I'm still struggling with that to be perfectly honest. Like I, I, I want to be, one of my intentions is to use whatever conversation I have either personally or in some public format like this to be truly real about what I'm processing and what I'm really thinking and feeling because there's obviously you know, in this day and age and this, you know, the age of social media, whatever, we can, we can project whatever the hell we want, right? We can project a version of ourselves that's super diplomatic and super respectful and all that. I pop off all the time. You know, I have, I have (laughs) moments of like just pure rage or, and my own judgment can get clouded. Right. And I found that there's a lot of people that I have gravitated towards, um, are people who, not necessarily say all the right things. They say the tr- what they truthfully think and feel at the time. And if and when they recognize that there was something that could have been said or done better, they own up to that, yeah. right? And so I, I'm, I think that is setting a different kind of standard of, of it's like a, was it, I'm thinking of like war right now, like rules of engagement, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because the, we do know like having been in this medium and being around all these creative people who do help start or drive or, you know, highlight different conversations that we're having culturally, 
it has been very, very preaching to the choir e right? Yeah. Like, it's done a yeah. lot of that. And I think in a public discourse, it's so hard to have a calm conversation because it is coming from a really passionate place, yeah. right? And when emotions are involved, it is not easy to stay respectful and measured and like what, you know, you're going to, it's easily just like go down that rabbit hole and everything kind of becomes a hot mess. Um, so I'm then kinda, for yeah. anyone to invite that, I think is honestly, I, I respect that because I personally really struggle with that. I, I think, um, well, part of it might be a little naive because you, obviously you, you've, you've been in the, in, in kind of a public discourse for a very long time. For me, I, I don't engage as much as you do. So mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, you're right. It, 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 it might be like a crazy, um, dumpster fire once it starts, but <laughs> I I'm believe kind of, in US. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of like up for the challenge of like trying to calm someone down and like, I think, like you said, the diplomatic side of me, I think might be able to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm, there's a lot, I'll admit there's a lot of curiosity involved in this uh, motivation. Like, I am curious if I can, like, this challenge is somewhat inviting in a way, because I want to know if I, if I can do it. Yeah. if If I can't, then that's fine. But it also requires the other side to be equally understanding. Right. Um, which is tough. It's just really tough. Which is totally out of your control, right? And yeah. it is, that's why I think people would not feel as willing to invite that conversation because they're just like, well, I know how I feel and I know what I want to convey and I know what I want someone else to understand. But A, am I going to be willing to hear what they say? Probably not because if we're, we're adversarial about our stances right now, I don't think I'm going to enjoy right. this. I <laughs> so think the I difference the, or the, the, um, the way around that, the way around that is not to find people that disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, it's to find people that don't understand. Right. Because if you disagree, uh, it's already coming from uh, an emotional place. Um, but if you don't understand, there's a way to reach comprehension and, and that will, that will um, incite empathy, I think. I, that's a very great way to put it. And I think it's, it's interesting, Wes, because when we, originally sat down to have this this conversation from my podcast, the premise around what we were going to talk about was about connecting with people and like the fact that so many people are in isolation and quarantine, but I really am enjoying this conversation we're having regardless, even though it wasn't centered on that. It's just talking yeah. a lot about the state of the world and how we're coping. But in that, in all of that, it the, we're reaching that that topic really like and exploring the reality of rules of engagement and how to connect with people. And right now we're talking about people that are on really different, you know, viewpoints. And that's a really important one, honestly. And like I said, I really struggle with having the patience and wherewithal to like endure a conversation like that. And I've been working on it and I've been working on that in my personal relationships, like with dating and with my family and being able to do that. But maybe even those are bad places to do that because they're so (laughs) high stakes. Like it's different if you're talking to just a stranger who has an opposing view, right? Yeah, yeah. It's different when you're like talking to someone who's a partner or, uh, (laughs) you know, lifelong trauma giver or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think like even in in you inviting me on this, I think we were going to talk about like friendships and 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 as we get older like how those friendship how how you how you spend your time with different friends like I know we didn't get fully into that but yeah um I think I've realized I, I really gravitate towards uh people that 
I mean, obviously you gravitate towards, towards people that have similar ways of thinking, but not in that they'll always agree with you, but I like exploring, or I like having conversations where people like can explore the other side too. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are certain groups where it's like you, you get along because you, you both don't like this thing or you both like this thing a lot. Right. But I think it gets really interesting when you can have conversations where you, you see both sides and then you make connections that you didn't before. Um, when you're totally open-minded like that, uh, it, it, it takes you places that you don't usually explore. And I think that's just good for learning and growing. I completely agree. I, I think even touching upon what I was saying about how much I have changed, recognizing in this you know space of quiet that we have right now, recognizing how much I've changed, I it's sinking in with me more and more um, how much I, I need to allow other people to be different too. Right. Like everybody mm-hmm. is that where's that that isn't that there that's a uh, special new word that they have. Like every human out there has a life as deep and rich and complicated and overwhelming just as you feel you have with yours. That's true, um, yeah. And giving more. And I feel like that's a new area of growth for me as, in terms of like if I consider myself to be an empathetic, compassionate person then in practice, I think that means giving other people space to change and evolve, too. And so whatever version of a friend even that I have, it's been really eye-opening for me to ask better questions, honestly, like that I'm checking in on different friends and like see how they're doing in this, in their quarantine and in their isolation with their jobs and family and stuff. Mm. Um, It's challenging me with that mindset to ask better questions because I feel like the younger version of me and the younger version of our relationship was so much more centered on sharing thoughts and opinions, but not really kind of digging deeper or, you know what I mean? Like we would just like hate, like you said, like we'd hate the same stuff or we'd love the same stuff, but I wouldn't go past that that much. And that, I don't know, like I I want certain friendships that I really do treasure to be deeper. And I want to be able to be the one to initiate that instead of expecting them to just share stuff with me. Like, yeah. Why not me ask them? You know, what I do think you think? It's it's tough because like most people will want a deeper friendship like that too. But I think the the factors, um, at least for me, is like I, I I recognize I don't open up a lot, um, mm. and it's not because I'm trying to hide anything. It's more like I I, rec- I I feel like I need to be in a time and place for for that to happen. Gotcha. And, and usually. <laughs> I'm not in that time and place. Like, I'm not going to tell you, like, I'm not going to go this deep. Um, if we, if we meet, if we bump into each other, I mean, that's not going to happen for a while, but (laughs) (laughs) like, if, if, if we run into each other somewhere and it's like, it's a, it's like, obviously the, the question, how are you doing? Right? Like, I'm not going to go into this. Um, because for me, it's like a time and place and a mood. Um, because I feel like, uh, this conversation deserves the right time and place, and I'd rather not get into it um, without it. So it's not me trying to be dishonest or anything, or or hide anything, or keep um, things superficial or anything right, like that. Right. Yeah. And I think b- lately, I, I I hang out with smaller groups so that I can get to that time and place. Um, because in a big group, you 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 sacrifice the the quality and the quantity, right? One hundred percent. You're getting you're getting the mass appeal and and seeing all the faces. You're all in this this energy together, and that's great and it's necessary. But you sacrifice the deeper stuff. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, I, I fully agree that um, as as we get older, we want 
we, we're, we're more picky about um, the types of friendships and what we what we explore. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's tough because um, not everyone is going to be there at the same time. And, right. And uh, and it's and, and if it's not a good thing to talk about, people don't want to talk about it. It's that's like as simple as it is. For sure. I mean, trust me, I've done my extensive efforts of. <laughs> whatever emotional manipulation and coercion because i'm i really i want to know the deep stuff you know what i mean like i'm yeah. like okay cool i know you like blah 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 i can see that on your instagram but what do you really think like what's yeah, what's yeah. really going on in there and so my tactic or whatever and i don't want to frame it as a tactic but in hindsight like it's clearly one of my ways no, that i i, I think I, like you and, and christine chen are like you're that breed of person <laughs> And you know this. I feel like you know this, right? Like, yeah. Like over the years, Christine's like a sister to me, and and um, f- for as long as I've known her, when will we ever the deep talks? She's like, we're gonna. All right, Wes, we're gonna go there. We're gonna go deep. All right, ready? We're gonna go. <laughs> and like, she loves that, and she's so good at it, and um, she's a great listener, and it's she's necessary so to have. And you are too. It's ne- it's a Christine thing, you know. Oh, apparently, yeah. Um, it's necessary to have people like that and have friends like that because if you don't, then you're not asked those questions where you have to really reflect and explore your own your own self. For and sure, especially for someone like me, um, I it's very easy for me to run away from my problems, or or, or at least because because nothing um, uh, because nothing affects me too passionately right away i can Mm -hmm. kind of brush over most things um but it's like swimming it's like you you're not gonna go deep unless you kind of have someone to go with or that's like hey let's go Mm -hmm. okay usually i'm just kind of swimming on the surface and i can get by like that but you know occasionally to go deep and dive under and see how far down you can go and and hold your breath and it's going to get uncomfortable um but uh it 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 touches something that is uh, not usually in, in in your nature, but right, very right. necessary. Yeah. And and it's my thing is I think what I realize like being very opposite of that and being really willing to go there. Um, I do embrace and thank you for your kind words. I I have embraced that it is a strength of mine and it's something that I do like about myself, but it's not without uh, some collateral damage sometimes (laughs) like because you know it's you have to be able to gauge with anybody yeah whether they're like an acquaintance or even like an old friend you have to be able to have a certain level of observation and eq just to gauge like is this a place that they're ready to go right and that can be really hard so when the christine and i meet up we just, you know, we, we snap right into that and we are then talking for three hours and we just feel like we've unloaded all of our hearts and souls to each other. And it's great. But she and I have that understanding with each other, right? That we can do that and that we enjoy that and that uh, it's something that we can do together. But with others, you know, you have to be sensitive to other people's where they're at. You can't just force them to be vulnerable or to be like an open book when it's completely against their nature and their default mode of being. And maybe they do want to be that, but that also takes time and patience. And I'm continuously learning that like every freaking day with pretty much every variation of my relationships, how to be a better listener, how to be less um, demanding, I guess. Cause I really, I genuinely mean, I really want to know how everyone's doing, but um yeah, I can't you can't force that. And also I'm learning that learning how everyone's really doing all the time all at once like it can be very draining on me <laughs> yeah. too. So yeah. there's like you, value in your way of just like 
wait for the right time and place. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why that's why we balance each other out. And yeah. uh, you, for people like you and, and Christine, like you're always um, outwardly, um, yeah, wanting to know outwardly, but you also have to like take time to ask yourself too. And I think that's for what sure. this. Yeah, that's that's the plus side of this quarantine. You know, we we ask each other how we're doing, but at the end of the day, when when you're done checking in on all your friends, you got to check in on yourself. For sure. And I hope that people are doing that. I mean, I feel really, really lucky. And I would love to hear like how that's going for you too, because this is all going to be an ongoing situation for at least a while. And honestly, I feel like if things go like what, how we are um, theorizing mother nature is doing this reset on us, that it will be way beyond this particular crisis. And it'll just be like how we adjust our behavior moving forward to be more thoughtful and to be more mindful, to take time to be bored and introspective. Like it'll be, it'll be a choice for people. And I think it'll, it'll, it'll really show, it'll really show what type of person you are after this crisis, um, whether you're changed or not. And I think it'll be very quick to recognize that with people. Yeah. I I think that's, again, for me, I know that's uncomfortable for a lot of people. I think it's a huge plus. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm really putting that out in the, in the universe that I think the moments of reflection and really do like people checking in, like I just, I want to put out there that I'm so thankful for everyone who's like asked me how I'm doing because I do feel the sincerity from people. I don't think it's just like, you okay? You okay? You okay? They're like, are you okay? Like they're really asking um, and teaching me to do the same and pay it forward to other friends and think about who I could reach out to um, that maybe is naturally less they don't really ask for help or they don't reach out. You know, like I've randomly done that because when I feel stressed or I'm sad, I'm like, well, who could I check in on that? Not even like distract me from what I'm feeling now, but how could I, how could I change this, like this negative place that I'm in right now? Yeah. Or how could I fill this bored moment in a good way that I'll feel good about? And so I've actually connected with some friends that I haven't talked to in a long time and it's been really good. So that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Have you been doing that Wes? Like, are you, are you talking and checking with people regularly? Um, I, I am, I think not, not as much as, um, some others. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I'm trying not to make it like, um, a reaction thing. Uh, it's more like if I actually am in that moment thinking about someone, then I'll, then I'll do it. Yeah. Um, But it's not like a, it's not like a, I have time. I'm going to check in on everyone I know on Facebook. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's more like, it's more like I'm listening to myself more and not trying to check all the boxes. Good for you. Yeah. Um, Props. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> well, you and I remain hopeful. I think this is, you know, all things considered, we, we've been pretty diplomatic even in our conversation. This, but I really appreciate because, um, you know, I, I just, I really appreciate your energy, Wes. I think that it is, the more I get to know you, like I just get to know how thoughtful of a person you are and that, um, you know, it's something that maybe like we all just take for granted because we're around so many different people. You don't get to kind of stop and appreciate those things. Mm. But yeah, it's been like definitely a lot of reflection on my time, like who I'm lucky enough to be around, I guess, in my immediate environment, like who I'm lucky to be connected to. It really is very uplifting to me. So it's cool Thanks, that Angie. we get to like sit and chat for an hour. Yeah, no, and and, and I think that's like, 
like when you asked me, I was like, yeah, this is gonna be good because we we haven't like we haven't sat and chat chatted like you know for a longer period of time, and I'm not saying like I think we've always we've always known we want to go deeper because we see each other as, at different things and we have yeah. so many mutual friends and I know that you like exploring further. So yeah. like, to be able to do that, um, you know, on, on kind of like on your territory too, is, is really, um, it's, a, it's been an honor and, uh, Oh, thank I, you. I can't, I can't wait for us to do this in person too. Yeah. This will be really good. I'm, I'm really, you know, who knows when that will be, but in the meantime, like, Again, we have we have good people around us. There's and can you elaborate real quick before we like wrap up? What are the things that you're doing to stay engaged? I mean, you're saying that's not a big change from how you were before, yeah. but what are the kinds of things that you enjoy that maybe people aren't thinking about because they're running out of things on Netflix? I don't know. I don't even think that's possible, oh, but you um, know. Yeah, that's a good question. Um uh well I'm I'm supposed to be reading more. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm supposed to be reading more, but I mean, I I'm lucky enough that I can work at home, so that that actually does occupy just a, a good amount of time, just kind of figuring out how to readjust to things. So mm-hmm. I think me not being bored is just because I'm because I am able to work at home. It helps too. Yeah. Um. Uh. I have I, the thing is I have all these like model kits and Lego kits that are unopened that. I don't know for some reason or another I I've been saving them and I think this would be a good time for me to like play a little bit. Uh That's so dope. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um what else? Uh like kind of I I am lo- like looking for ways to um promote good things at in this time but not in an overwhelming way and mm-hmm. I think um like for instance, I there's a there's an artist in in Japan that I've been supporting and, and buying his books, um, his graphic novels, and I, I I got I received one today, so I, I'm I'm looking forward to reading that. Nice. Um, you know, connecting on 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 technology. I'm so grateful for technology and and everything like that. Um, I'm I'm teaching my mom how to use Instacart so that she doesn't have to go out. Oh, I love it. Um, so th- there's, there's things that are keeping me busy enough. Um, and just like, because I, I, I'm lucky enough to have a house that there's tons of work that needs to be done. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I need to clean out a room. I need, there's like gardening. My roof is leaking and that's been the thing every day. Oh God. Yeah. So, this is the homeowner's life, right? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I think of me not being bored is because, um, because I want to take care of a lot of things, you know, whether it's people or, or in, 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 inanimate objects, um, things need to be cared for. That's so cool. I, I really, I, I ask you because I'm very big on resource sharing. I've been really, you know, there's so much on social media that's noise, but I've been actually really appreciating people who share different classes or different, yeah, like actually uh, uplifting things that we can do that is a good use of time. So for me, I mean, I've been actually working a lot because I'm, I'm, I had to up my hustle on my voiceover stuff to stay afloat, but mm-hmm. I'm also working on a startup. So I, cool. I'm going to startup school from Y Combinator, which has been oh, nice. awesome. And just, I feel like I'm a student again. And it's actually taking me down, like having more time to listen to lectures or like TED Talks or things that are really 
sparking a lot of ideas in my head. And so, you know, one cool thing begets another. So it's, again, we can't like figure out the entirety of the next like month or two and know all the hours of how everything's going to go. But I, I think it's cool to at least explore what kinds of things besides the usual default, which might be just like social media and Netflix. um, What else is out there to like really like spark something different? And I really want to draw again because I grew up drawing all the time. I I, I I was going to say something like, yeah, I think, I think art and like, I I mean, I don't want to start a whole nother thing, but like I (laughs) people, so many people are like, afraid to even myself okay even myself are afraid to like start drawing again or or any kind of like visual art and it's like you don't lose that yeah. you just lose your confidence in it and yeah. that's so sad because you know as kids you know you don't care if it's you, you draw the thing because you want to draw the thing yeah and um i would hope that people can can find that again and i know it's tough because the main reason is because of social media and your your you don't think your your thing is as good as the other thing and then you don't want to show it and that's really dangerous. But um, if people can get over that, I think that'd be a huge plus out of this um, crisis. And also, I think I saw something today that was really true. It's, it's like in, the, in this time where you're left alone, you turn to that book, you know, you, you finally read that book or you check out that show that you want to watch. This really spot, it, it puts a spotlight on how, you know, how important and necessary creatives are. And the people that are the, the the artists and the creatives that are making these things, like it really shows now you go to them um, when, when you need either to pass the time or you need like inspiration, like mm-hmm. um, the same way that you need a doctor when you're sick or a, a trainer when you want to go to the gym or, you know, like yep. these things like this is a time when pe- I hope people can appreciate the work that artists and creatives do um, because usually you don't go to them in crisis or in a time of need. It's a time of leisure. But now we're in a, such a gray area of both that mm-hmm. um, it, it, it kind of does serve as an aid. 100%. It is. I think it is a huge form of therapy right now. So I don't and I want to also like comment on my previous comment, which is I'm not defaulting just watching movies and stuff to being like mindless stuff. I think (laughs) I'm a freaking filmmaker. Like it's art. It's somebody put their whole life into making that. So I do think that watching movies and TVs can be extremely like spellbinding and wonderful and, and feed really important parts of our soul and everything. But, uh, and not, but, and there's also a lot of other things can, that are more tactile too. Like there's other forms of engagement or like things that we can, Exactly. engage with that can also give us that same satisfaction and um drive more creativity or just like also connect again going back to our original topic which was to connect with other people and connect with yourself um like i i i'm really giving myself again in the space to like space to explore that because that has been very very therapeutic for me to listen to old, even like making a spotify playlist of old teeny bopper songs that i love <laughs> Like yeah. S Club 7, okay? Having a moment to like sing sing myself a song and then cry. I should um, it's been so great. I should share my um my my alternative throwbacks list to, with you. Um playlist. yes, please. Um so that one's so I I like I think we you know, we come from the same era mm-hmm. and um uh well, another so you can also cur- you can curate your own, which is great, but what I've what I've realized is nice if you, you can actually find um playlists by exact year too. You, you, I know. 
Oh so my like, God. like 1997 versus 96 will be very different, but it's so cool that you can do it by year um, because it, it'll give you just like a really good snapshot of that, that entire, like across all genres, like for sure. Um, Those are, it's like yeah. such perfect time capsules. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. That's, uh, so that's what I'll be doing this weekend. Please share. If you want, <laughs> well, also, I'll share it. I'll share it on my, my, on my podcast, like put a link to it. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't wait to see the thing that you draw because I'm gonna I'm gonna call oh. you out on that. Oh, oh, pressure! No, I'll do it. <laughs> this is the whole cool. point. Is to like I I I started telling people all these things. It started with the whole acting thing because I was like, I'm gonna tell people so that I can be held accountable, and I'll tell people that I believe will hold me accountable and not in a jerk way because yeah. that's part of my whole struggle is that I internalize so much and then I'll procrastinate and never do things. So I was like, I need to just tell someone. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Well, if if people have listened this far, they've gotten a whole set of things that they can do and a whole lot of things to think about. Yeah. Um, but I'm just I'm again really grateful that you took the time to like sit down and talk with me because this is it feel it feels really good to just like talk things out with people because it the whole like when I'm silent and by myself, there are moments where it does feel like this weird alternate universe, but it's times like this. I was like, it's fine. We're going to be fine. It's normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just a moment. Um, do you have any last things that you want to share with any of my, uh, the listeners today? Um, I just want to say thanks for listening. And, um, you know, a friend of Minji's is a friend of mine. Um, uh, you can, Check out more angry things I say on Instagram. No. <laughs> but they are rarities, so if you do catch uh, one, it's not going to be. <laughs> I, I would just say, um, no, I think I think my stance and my the things that I believe in are pretty encapsulated in what we talked about so far. So um, just uh, uh, I hope everyone the best in this in this really challenging time, um, and to be. Uh, as understanding and and positive as possible but if you don't feel good for a day or a few days or a week that's totally fine and um if you need something to laugh and smile and cry about check out some of the work that i do at one food productions um we've been around for a while so there's a lot of stuff to watch yeah um anthology that's about it yeah thank you wes thank you so much and um oh do you want to plug a specific uh instagram handle or anything where people can find all the work uh, yeah um i'm at the wesley chan and uh the work is at wong fu pro um if you go to my profile it's all there so all linked link in bio yeah, you know how it goes yeah you know how it goes thank you again so much wes and uh thank you everyone who tuned in for this week's episode and if you enjoyed it and want to send an uplifting podcast hug to a friend please share the episode and feel free to subscribe and leave a five star review to support me and i really quickly want to do a heartfelt thank you to my patreon patrons for supported me thus far and those of who are sticking through this madness i honestly i can't say thank you enough because every little bit counts you know in everything right now um and it really does mean a lot and if anybody would like to become a patreon patron we do have like google hangouts and i got my stickers and things like that which i haven't plugged in a while but you can go to <laughs> patreon.com slash first of all podcast and you Maybe. can email me at uh first of all pod at gmail.com and i'm going to send Wes some stickers so he can thank have you. them Maybe and you should draw some new ones 
Maybe I should because I invested in Adobe. So I have like all the things to design stuff at home now. So. Yeah, no excuses. Yeah, new frontier. Um, yeah, so I want to do a shout out to my audio engineer producer, Marvin Yue. Thank you so much, Marv, for holding it down. And thank you to Aquafina for use of her song Yellow Ranger for the intro. And thank you to Uzuhan for use of his song Uzu Trap for the outro. I hope everybody stays safe and healthy and uh, as productive as you want to be. <laughs> and uh, stay connected, stay safe, stay, stay good. Just be good. Yep. We're all going to be okay. Thank you again, Wes. All right. Thanks so much. Bye, guys. Bye. Came in 88 with a dream of so bright eyed. They knew right away, sink or swim, there's no lifelines. Cutting their teeth on the move. Nobody's filling these shoes. Balling on a budget at the Golden Arch, super size number two. Cash. Way that the world ain't budging. Gotta make a power move. Deep in the darkest dungeons. I'm digging up my own rule. Hands on the plow. Keep my head down. Sweat on my brow. Don't make a sound. Pay my dues now. Hi, I'm Marvin. And I'm Rira. We're the host of Books and Boba, a book club and podcast dedicated to books by Asian and Asian American authors. Every month we pick a book by an Asian author to read and discuss on the show. We read a wide variety of genres from contemporary to historical fiction, fantasy to memoirs, and crime thrillers to romance. Some of our past book club picks are Pachinko by Minjin Lee, Sorcerer to the Crown by Zen Cho, and Devotion of Suspect X by Keigo Higashino. We also go over what's new in the Asian American literary world and chat with some talented Asian authors about their work. So whether you want to start reading for fun again or diversify your TBR list, we got your Asian literature cravings covered. For more info, check out our website at booksandboba.com. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts. Part of the Potluck Podcast Collective.